Hello and welcome back to A Life Economy, dedicated to exploring the intersection of technology, spirituality, and consciousness. We're your hosts, Cosmo Scharf, and on today's episode, we are joined by artist, content strategist, and creative director, Hal Hefner. Welcome, Hal. Hey, welcome. Yeah, it's great <laughs> to see you. You too, um, man. Yeah, your your work is amazing and oh, large. <laughs> In, in in a huge part inspired by the movie They Live. Correct. And, you know, th- for people that haven't seen this movie, the big idea is, you know, aliens disguised as humans uh, running our society. It's a pretty interesting movie. We actually just watched it, rewatched it again yesterday. And <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a bit corny, but it has some really profound ideas. And I'd love to start off by uh, understanding and exploring um, what about it? What about this movie did you find so inspiring that it it, it, it kind of spawned all these th- this massive series of art that you've been making? Well, I think you like you you kind of touched on it in uh, in your intro. Uh, the the theory and the campiness of it is kind of what drove me to it because it was a when I when I actually saw it, I was probably I think I was in like fifth grade, and so that's when I that's when I originally saw. Uh, they live and it kind of blew my mind in a way that was like it was a joke but it was also kind of there was this very biting reality to it as well so mm-hmm. so so when i was growing up uh what we would do is we would see people out in the real world and be like just one of them one of them <laughs> right and so so like so 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 like the discussion among my friends was like was always around like ah yeah Madonna she's one of them Elvis one of them you know Reagan one of them Bill Clinton one of them you know mm. so we kept so we kept like you know I would always do this growing up and so and then as I you know grew apart from some of the friends that I had grown up with and I went to college and you know did, met new people and stuff here and there I'd find people that knew the movie they live and I would always kind of bring it up when we were at certain places and I'd talk about, you know, uh, you know, people that I thought were actually the aliens, right? The alien overlords trying to, uh, you know, rule us and destroy us and everything. And so, so then, uh, it kind of, it was kind of like a running joke in my life. And so in 2015, one of my friends who, uh, is, who has passed on, uh, he was a brilliant, uh, just a, just a brilliant strategist, brilliant writer, creative guy uh, from New York. And he um, he encouraged me to start making uh, art of it. And he's just like, do it, you know, because we were talking about it. We, we, I, I visited him in New York and we were talking about it. And he's like, just do it. He's like, how long would it take you? I was like, I don't know if I stylized it, it could probably be pretty simple. So I so I was like, you know, looking at like propaganda art and things like that. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to come up with this very simple color palette of like really bright, like blue and really bright red that vibrated off of each other. Because that was one of my things as an artist has always been kind of color theory. So I've always tried to make colors. I like making colors vibrate and I like putting colors in such a juxtaposition that it makes people either like turn away, feel uncomfortable or just like, you know, trip out. Right. So Mm -hmm. I've always been trying to make like art that has been a little bit, uh, uh, I don't know if weird is the right word or, but I don't know. So, so I found that this was a good experiment for it. So I was like, let me just see what I can do. So I, 
Kim Kardashian to me was the epitome of consumerism and materialism and and someone that is just like has has literally, you know, like to me, it's like stop making stupid people famous. There you go. Right. right. So so for me, it was it was just like it was a joke. Right. And so I so I did Kim Kardashian and put it out there into the world. And it actually like took off and caught fire. And it was like my most shared piece of art wow. ever. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I think I'm onto something here. So then I did um, Bill Cosby, Tom Brady, Steve Jobs, Ronald McDonald. I did, I started to do one every week and then they just took off. And then kind of the, the pinnacle of them was when I did Donald Trump. And mm. so once I did Trump, then it, I had like seven of them. And so then like news outlets started picking me up. And from there, it's just kind of, you know, spiraled out of control i guess so to yeah. speak interesting let's let's uh put put some of this art up on the screen oh, okay um, cool. this is uh <laughs> for people to see that are watching the video or, or listening you can you know, go on our facebook if you're if you're not able to see it right now but right you know can you how could you describe what, what we're looking at so this is so this is a um an example of like probably some of the earliest propaganda art ever made, uh, Uncle Sam, right? Uncle Sam is a huge propaganda piece for, you know, recruiting and, and all sorts of crap for the, for the United States. And so what I did is I, I basically flipped it into the they live world, juxtaposed it with like, you know, those vibrating colors that I was talking about mm -hmm. and uh, just turned Uncle Sam into the evil alien overlord uh you know, speaker that he really is. And so, so this one was kind of fun, kind of goofy. And, uh, and then, and then we kind of move into like another wonderful piece of propaganda, baby Yoda. <laughs> is nothing sacred, Hal? Nothing is sacred. And you know, what's funny. It's like, I do this as a joke and a lot of people take it so seriously. Right. And they, and they, and they get like, uh, you know, I get, I get trolled. I get hate mail. I get everything all the time. Death threats. I've had all sorts of shit from my mm -hmm. art, but it's like, I, I consume this shit too. So like, what's funny is I'm making fun of myself as much as I'm making fun of other people. I mean, yeah. some, some people are more like, especially politicians. I go after with a little bit more of a kind of a, you know, a knife ready for blood, but like a lot of this stuff, I'm mostly just joking you know, especially when it comes to celebrities, you know, it's just, it's just kind of fun. And, and, and it just kind of, you know, quote unquote, takes the piss out of things. And so, sure. so like, you know, so, so I just try to do that. And I, I try to have fun with it. But like, a lot of people take my art more seriously than it is, you know? Yeah. And this is something that I was curious about and wanted to ask you about, because there's, there is sort of this blend and mix of this scathing commentary and criticism of political yes. figures, specifically yes. Trump and and the yes. right, as well as yep. uh, to some degree, the left as well. You know, you feature yes. Bernie and, and Clinton in some of your pieces, yep. but then you also have this, this take on uh, celebrity culture, pop culture with Rick and Morty right. and yep. Ronald McDonald. And so there is this like there's on the on the one hand you have some very sort of serious and almost scary pieces where yes. they're very intense and on the other hand you have sort of in the same style 
um, the, the the depictions of uh, well-known cartoon characters that are yes. it is meant to be funny and it, it, it is funny but it's funny it, it, it's interesting how do you navigate that like as a uh, lack of context perhaps that that some of your audience or viewers might have where you know some of these are uh, rather are, are some of these pieces meant to be taken seriously and some of them aren't or how, how do you portray this when you're presenting yeah. this work I mean, in all, in a way, I kind of navigate it in the same sense that John Carpenter did with They Live, right? Like, I try to, because like, as he's, you know, this movie, it was kind of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, ha, this is kind of a joke, right? This is not right. real, but, but, you know, these people are assholes. Let's, let's be real. So, so like, I'm in the same vein, that's kind of what I'm doing, right? So like, mm. I'll go after, like, I just kind of go after what i feel needs to be gone after and so you know quote unquote so so like potentially with uh you know the especially politicians it's kind of cut and dry why i'm doing them and then but then when it goes into especially like you know for star wars right mm. i'm almost in a way making fun of the star wars fandom as much as i'm making fun of star wars itself because if you think about like, you know, and, and I think that's a great fandom to talk about because it's very toxic. There's a lot of very, you know, there's this weird thinking in fandom that if it's not my way, it's the highway. Right. And so and so if they so if something is not like created according to what especially, you know, these these people have in their heads, then a lot of times the fandom goes awry. They, you know they boycott, they, you know, they disparage, they like, they chased like Kelly Marie Tran off of social media with racist right. crap, you know? So like, so, so in a way, like a lot of my Star Wars pieces are, are more so making fun of the fandom than actual Star Wars itself. And so if I'm doing something like that, a lot of times I'll just put context in a post and who I'm kind of going after. And usually my, it's not my art that really sets people off. It's what I say with my art. And so that a lot of people can't handle some of the stuff I say. And so, yeah, you know, so these so these ones are interesting. These reptilian ones are interesting. And so 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 the reason the reason that I that I did this, too, is this one is a little bit more kind of personal to me uh, because I like the, the 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 alien reptilian theory is rooted in. Uh, anti-Semitism and and you know hate for for Jewish people. It's rooted in uh, you know this horrible kind of like hate for the Rothschilds and and David Ick that disgusting uh, you know white supremacist a conspiracy theorist from England uh, you know also a nut job and douchebag uh, has really coined this you know this whole reptilian thing uh, really well. So what I wanted to do is. Oftentimes, the it's conspiracy theories like this come from the right wing and are and are again are used to basically promote hate towards one group or another. So what I wanted to do here is flip that narrative and project it on the right because the le they're always projecting it onto the left. They're always like, "Oh, mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton is a reptile and drinks uh, blood mm -hmm. of of uh, you know." the uh, kidnapped children from Pizzagate and she drinks their adrenochrome and all this, you know, crazy horse shit. So I wanted to flip this on them and, and, and take this, you know, kind of racist uh, alien stereotype and slap them in the face with it. Yeah. Here's Mitch McConnell. Yep. Mitch yeah. McTurtle. These are quite, 
<laughs> quite intense images. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious about, yeah, I mean, so there's like this conspiracy theory about the whole reptilian agenda and you, you, yes. you commented on, um, is there, I mean, what's, what's your take on this? I mean, you're drawing it. it, it it's an idea that, you know, catches your attention. Um, right. and is, is it something to dismiss entirely out of hand? I mean, I'm curious, like where you see the connection between this art and, and also the movie, right? Because the, the, yeah, the big, this one's the a big... little bit, this is where I, I kind of like, I was kind of just like a little bit, I know, honesty, I was a little bit bored with, with the, with the, they live, uh, imagery. So I just wanted to, yeah. and I, and I just seen, <laughs> um, and, and somebody had set me off. Like I, I had seen someone post about reptilians and blah, blah, blah. And I think it was like, it was kind of like the early rise of QAnon in mm. someone. And so I was like, ah, oh, fuck these guys. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, flip it around on them and just start making all their heroes into reptiles and, and show, you know, cause it's like, it's so ridiculous that it's, it, it, cause it's, it, I mean, obviously look, People can come off as reptilian in their thinking, cold-blooded, like, you know, lack of compassion, like our current leader right now, absolutely no empathy at all, right? And so to me, that's a, that's a reptilian thinking, right? So is that a true, could that be a true way to look at people, you know, as animalistic? Sure, right? Mm. He's cold-blooded, reptilian, often does not care about anything but living and and conquering, right? That's reptilian thinking. But to actually think that there are people dressed up as, you know, humans that are aliens walking around our earth is completely insane. And, <laughs> and, you know, and I mean, the, but, but the, the funny thing about it is, is that it's a metaphor for shitty people, right? It's, it, I mean, if you really mm. think about it, it's, and, 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 and I think what, what a lot of people, missed and what has been and this i think is a very a very common theme especially happening right now is that uh most people that i think if you find gravitate towards the right side of politics are very prone to conspiracy theories i mean this there's tons of scientific evidence that backs this up as well and so what what you have is a lot of these people take things literally rather than figuratively Right. So it's like, especially when you look at Christianity and the way they view the Bible, like anointing someone like as despicable and antichrist like as Donald Trump as the, you know, the savior and then justifying all of his actions through these weird Bible verses and stuff like that is just, mm. you know, batshit crazy. And so these all these theories are just like, you know, like John Carpenter's original film was just a metaphor for terrible people destroying the planet and, and he gave, and he gave them credence and, you know, as to why they're destroying the planet, but really it was just to call out, Hey, you're spending too much time being, uh, you know, you know, consuming crap that brainwashes you into thinking that you need to buy thinking that you need to obey, blah, blah, blah. And like, we are in the midst of the, you know, I, I would say like probably the worst you know, I, I guess like spray painting of of the third eye in the history of humankind, because mm. think about the barrage of ads and 
lies where you know every time we open up a, a, a social yeah. network it's either yeah. the people everywhere. that you follow yeah it's everywhere the people that you follow are sharing lies or you being bombarded by algorithms that like bring you into this like filter bubble of uh of, of all sorts of crazy stuff like uh again QAnon, who i was talking about earlier i had been working on a project that's a little bit it's not really top secret but it's it's definitely like a I've gone down the rabbit hole of insanity over the last like month and a, and a half or so kind of like researching QAnon because I have a lot of experience creating alternate reality games, uh, you know, ARGs, things like that. So I know how these things are done. And, and, and so a group of friends and I who are, who, who have done this professionally together, got together and said, let's, let's try to jack this game and see what we can do. And then we went deep and we realized Number one, there's only a small part that's a game. And then number two, the rest is really deep, crazy, like just crazy conspiracy nuttiness that like takes you down several rabbit holes and has like real roots to all these different like factions of of weird, like occult Christian stuff. It's really bizarre. I mean, there's like... On one hand, I'm talking about like, you know, all these crazy conspiracy theories. And then on the other hand, I just kind of found some of my own that I do believe might have some credence. But they're all, you know, it, basically, it's a lot of disinformation. Like, like what people are being fed is is what Steve Bannon calls shit. Throw shit at people is what he says. If you throw shit at people, you confuse them and they don't know what's what's truth and what's well, you know, what's false. One of the things I, I uh, have always squashed as soon as it kind of would be brought up because of my art. Like, I can't stand when people say, you know, they live as a documentary. You know, they think that quoting the, the, the brilliant Roddy Piper, who, boy, what a deep thinker he was. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he, with, when, when people say that, and then they then they kind of come off and and like actually think that I believe in all these things. It just I try to squash it as soon as soon as possible because it's it's crazy and and I think the where I think we're uh, you were you were onto something very I think poignant there. Um, the division and the distraction is the ultimate goal of of you know who is running QAnon and it it's it's morphed over the years. There's a lot of I. I can't get into the specifics because I, I've actually been working with um, some folks that are working with some news outlets that are actually working on big stories. So, so this little think tank group that I had started with and then ended up growing into, we were working with reporters all over the country uh, in, in pooling our information together to figure out kind of not as much who is behind it, but what the motive is. And so what we found mm. is there is actually, and this will all kind of be coming out in, in the wash over the next three months. I think QAnon is going to get really exposed for what it is. But basically, in a nutshell, the goal of QAnon is to confuse, distract, and divide. And that and it, that's exactly what it's doing. But what it's how it's doing it is is the part that scares me the most because it's using uh, using techniques that are you know brainwashing techniques. It's the way that it distributes information mm. and the network of fake accounts that it has all over the internet that that pop up and pop out. And then also the way that it distributes that info are very sinister. 
And, and it can only be, um, I think if you look at, you know, you take that 10 foot step back, it can only be that, you know, QAnon is, is again, funded by interests that are, that want America divided and want Americans, uh, you know, to in fact engage in some sort of civil war for a thinning, right? So it's like, if we can, if we kill each other, we're, you know, it's the perfect opportunity to step in and, and control us. And I believe, um, you know, I, I can't say 100% for sure who these uh, interests are, but you can obviously infer yourself, uh, you know, companies like OAN, the new, you know, the, the news network that's basically like the, you know, kind of like the, the QAnon mouthpiece. Look who they're funded by and the and mm-hmm. and who they're affiliated with, and that'll tell you which which countries are you know want to pull our strings, and we know anyway. The reckoning that we're that we're facing right now, it, it, my biggest fear is after really, like I said, studying and really going down the rabbit hole of QAnon, and then looking at it as a game, and then and, and thinking it's a game, and then completely finding out that it's not as much a game as it is it's really brainwashing and that's the big Mm. problem that we're going to have after is no matter no what they've done is they set it up in such a way that even when QAnon is eventually exposed for the garbage that it is it will what they've done so far is reinforced in their believers that it's real and that even though it's been discredited. It's still credible. And, and so in a way, in the same way people are indoctrinated into a cult, they believe that a guy like David Koresh or Charles Manson is the savior. It takes a while to deprogram people. It's, and so that's what we're going to have to deal with, the reckoning of what happens after QAnon. And I mean, and it's a pretty scary concept, especially the fact that uh, what I'm worried about most is on election day, if what if some of these QAnon supporters decide to go shoot up like, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, obviously like inner city liberal uh, voting areas and then nobody goes to vote and, and things like that. Like there could, you know, I've seen there's there's a lot of. Like there's there's people that just share the QAnon stuff and uh, get in on the surface. And then there's the deep, dark people that really want chaos and want the world to burn and want people to die. And that's sick. And it's really, really sick. And to think that Americans would want to just kill other Americans just because they don't believe the same political or religious things that they do is just fucked up. Like, how did we get here? And, and, and what QAnon does is, is through brainwashing promotes that division and hatred and, 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 and it's really, really sick. And so Mm. the sickness that we're going to deal with afterwards is, is going to be, it's, it's, it it could be pretty gruesome. I, I just hope for a better future. And that's, and that's what I, you know, what I've been working on a little bit over, well, I would say a lot over the course of uh, lockdown. I mean, I've still worked on, uh, you know, managed to release a few uh, of the consume pieces, but I've slowed down mm. on that a little bit. And I'm working towards, uh, you know, I would say a new narrative. And that's kind of where, you know, where I'm, where I'm excited to go. Uh, because I feel like what, 
we've been fed over, especially hardcore, you know, our generations over the last like 20 to 30 years has been a real heavy dose of dystopia, right? Like think sure. about all, every film, everything was like cyberpunk is cool, but it's a dystopian as hell. And thing and and you're just a cog in the system. And so we've been our brain has been trained so long to to believe that that I think what humans really need right now, and I I actually wrote this down last night in my sketchbook. And so I because I, I really wanted to, I really felt that it was, you know, something that needed to be said. But basically, my thought is this: humans greatly need new narratives that advanced beyond the apocalypse as the final destination. And, and like, you know, of our story on planet earth. So, mm. so, so like, because, you know, everything's about like, we're living in this dystopian future, blah, blah, blah. And now we're really living in it. Right. Like yeah. I mean, it doesn't it's not get the more future. dystopian. It's, it's the present. Exactly. Yeah. So, so science fiction has always led the way for new ideas, right? Whether it's like, you know, the, the, the thinking of Arthur C. Clarke or, uh, you know, all these different, uh, you know, the, the drawings of Sid Mead or, or, thing, or things like that. Like sci-fi leads the, the, the future, like, you know, the Ray Bradbury's and the, uh, you know, the, the, the Rod Serling's, all those brilliant sci-fi minds always, you know, had, had, had led the future. So I believe right now what, what, what could help us kind of get through not just get through COVID, but also I think get through all the things we were just talking about in terms of division and hatred and believing all this stuff. I think our new narratives, and and that's because that's what our what what our society has right now. Our society is built in this dystopian narrative where we wake up every day and it's kind of in a way like 1984. There's that 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 part in the in the beginning of every every person's day who's living in in uh, Oceana they get up and they give 2 minutes of hate and they scream and they yell and everything <laughs> oh, well man right not far well, off it's not it because like if you think about it anybody that's that you know goes on to twitter bam what are you engulfed in it doesn't matter if you if you want trump in your bubble or not it's coming in somebody's retweeted something somebody or whatever you're gonna get trump in your feed and so it's like when you go down that rabbit hole then you see his hatred of tweets and then you get into it right you can say fuck you or blah 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 it just sets off your day and so yeah these these you know these social media sites really know how to control your moods through algorithms and so it's a very uh you know it's a very kind of we're, we're, we're in a dark place with where social media is. And so I think we need to reclaim it. And that, like I was saying, it's all about new narratives. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something I really was interested in, in asking you about, you know, your work, um, rightly so has this really scathing criticism of yep. the current political climate and consumerism, yep. materialism, celebrity worship, and all things that I'm personally aligned with. And I, I love and get kind of like a, a like a kick out of a kick out of your work because it's just like Thank it's you. so potent. Thank um, you. But I'm, I'm curious, because you're, you're talking about um, the way in which, you know, when we engage with social media like Twitter or, you know, Facebook or whatever, um, there's, there's this tendency towards uh, sort of absorbing these intense negative emotions with respect to Trump or all the yes. you know, whatever various crises we have. Um, where do you see the boundary between 
um, you know, commentary that benefits society through your art versus empowering uh, the people that you're you're commenting on and and actually adding more fuel to the fire? Well, I think I think I've crossed the line. I think <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I've kind of like I knew I was in trouble when I made the Hillary Clinton they live and it and and all of a sudden it became uh you know a piece on infowars right and so alex jones was mm. using it until i mm. you know sent him a cease and desist so <laughs> so yeah 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 so so um it's i believe that it went from a joke to very serious and then it also i feel like I've crossed the line and I'm in a way I'm kind of burnt out on it. I really, mm. I feel like when I say a new narrative, I mean, killing my narrative too. And wow. so, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And so, so it's, it, it'll probably be something I always do here and there, but like, I feel like as much as it was a joke at first, it then, it then uh, again, like you were saying, it became more serious. And I do feel like, it plays a little bit into the the hatred in 2015 and 16 and probably 17 ish. I think uh, it it was it was fun, right? It was fun in games. And then as we we delve deeper into the Trump uh, presidency and the world, you know, continuously got darker and more uh, fascist friendly. I think. It then crossed the boundaries of being commentary and more just hate fodder. And so, so that's why I tried to do less politicians and more, have more fun with like, you know, Baby Yoda and things like that. And some of my color schemes became a little bit more playful and, and stuff. And and, and I, I feel like for the most part now it's a like uh, in all honesty i can't even draw donald trump anymore like mm. i i haven't drawn i haven't actually drawn him since 2018 i haven't drawn a new uh thing of him since 2018 and so i feel like it's kind of crossed the line and i just it, to me consume it like and i even though i love it and it's you know it's really i i think it served its purpose to me i feel like it's exhausting and I, I don't necessarily enjoy it anymore. if that wow. makes any sense, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, it's really fascinating to get your perspective on this because, you know, we see your work online and a lot of it, you know, it's, I don't know what percent, you know, 70% of it is, is, is consume a lot yeah. of it. Very like Trump hate, like, like yeah. feeding into that, like let's hate on Trump, which yes. there's, there, you know, there, there is an aspect and element of it that is important that I do resonate with of, you know, calling people out and holding right. people responsible. But at the same right. time, there's like, it gets to a point where it, it, it seems to be counterintuitively feeding, you know, feeding the thing that you actually don't want, yes. where it's like when yes. we're so anti this, anti that, and where we don't, when, you know, when we're talking about what we don't want, when we're showing people what we don't like, it's actually empowering people like Trump and empowering that, yes. you know, that fascist narrative that we don't want. Yep. And this is you, what I you nailed it. 
what I find so interesting about the direction that you're going in now with this solar punk uh, artwork and, and story world, which I'd love for you to uh, describe and, and get into, of actually really learning from your experience doing the consume yeah. series and 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 creating art of the, that, that is depicting a vision of the world that that is more uh, protopian um, and. and showing showing people um a future that is inspiring and exciting so we'd love to understand your shift into what you're up to now oh awesome well thank you for in encapsulating that in 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 the way you, that you did because that's exactly like you nailed it you nailed it nailed it nailed it it's that's exactly what i'm trying to do like basically and and i think it's it kind of goes i mean you can you can apply a number of different things to it but in a way it's like you know the law of attraction right it's like yeah whatever you whatever you speak about whatever you focus on you get that you get more of it right and yes. so so what it, what it kind of what it kind of happened is like right around like 2018 ish 2009 i would say like the end of 2018 it really i just I had had enough of the death threats. I had have had enough of MAGA. I had had enough of all that shit. And I just was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Like I, I I'm really done drawing, drawing all this crap. Right. And so, so it's, so it, it kind of staggered uh, where, where if you see like I had a monstrous output from 2015 to 2018 with consume where I was literally doing a new one every week. And then I kind of got into like, I was exploring a little more. I was focusing more on some other things that weren't as deep and dark. And I just, you know, at, at that point, I'd realized that consume had consumed me and I had become the, like, I had become mm. the victim of the exact thing that I was mocking and fighting against. So you nailed it. Like you, you absolutely wow. nailed it. And so that's powerful. So at that it's it, so so at that point in time, I realized that I wanted a better future. And I had had I had this like um, I had this thing I was working on. Remember that crazy event that I threw <laughs> so yes. that you, that you showed like up 20, at? So, 14, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that was a part of this thing that I'm actually doing right now, the solar punk thing. It's yeah. it'll all it'll all kind of come out. But like basically what I what I what I wanted to do is I was trying to create this like this kind of futuristic world with, with, uh, you know, with an alternate reality game to the past and blah, blah, blah. And so I actually did that. And then in 2000, at the end of 2014, I ended up selling that uh, a portion of it to Google. And so to make an alternate reality game out of themselves. So I, so this project that I'm working on has evolved. It started in 2014 and actually has evolved beyond that. I had to stop and, and reconfigure everything because I sold a major piece of it to Google. So what that did, that, that allowed me to step back. Consume came into the picture and this project went kind of on the back burner. And then I, all the stuff that I learned from consume and felt through consume and, and like, you know, and experienced as an artist and as a human and as a father and as a, uh, you know, as, as like a, you know, uh, just, just a citizen of the United States. I, I then took it and found that there's a, a, another way of thinking called solar punk, which really aligned with my, my very um, deep views of the future. And I, and I just was like, well, if I've always wanted this, 
why the fuck am I wasting so much time with this? Right. Mm. So, so I then, so I then started to realize, okay, there's this world that I've got that is solar punk that I didn't realize was solar punk. So I spent some time trying to reconfigure it and, you know, figure it out and, and really just kind of like, you know, take it to the next level. And I put a, a good pitch book together and I was shopping it around to Hollywood and stuff like that. And a lot of them didn't know what to make of it. Right. Because it was like, it was a little weird. It involved like a lot of weird digital stuff. It was a multimedia project. It, it had like some elements of, of, um, cyberpunk but they weren't sure about this new kind of solar punk thing was it just a fad would it be you know mocked like steampunk and stuff like that and so so it was the perfect time for covid to hit and then me to say i'm gonna do this myself just like i did all the other things that were successful whenever i kind of get involved with a bigger studio or whatever usually they ruin what i do so <laughs> so my so my so my goal was was literally to just take this kind of narrative and shape it myself build a fan base around it uh get involved in real solar punk thinking in the real solar punk community and learn from that and then make an authentic um honest like piece of content just as consume started off honest and authentic it then you know again i i i I wanted to focus more on positive things. Like I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to write about and draw a future where, where people of color and, and all like, you know, all people are, are together and we're pushing for it together and race and, and, and all these things like gender and all this crap, you know, won't matter. And so I re I, I was thinking, how do I get there? Right. What, what, is, what is the way to get there? And I realized that in, in, in it's, it's, it's almost like in, in when you're writing, one of, the, one of the, um, the great pieces of advice you'll always get is kill your darlings, right? Kill your, don't be afraid to kill your babies. And so I realized I had to kill something that I loved. And so for me, the rise of solar punk needs to come from the death of cyberpunk. So, so for me, I, and I've, I'm a fucking cyberpunk, right? Like I've always been like, I've always, I, I, ever since I got into cyberpunk as a kid, I was like, oh, this is me. I love this shit, right? I'm a, I'm into, I'm, I'm a, I'm a techno artist. I'm blah, 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 fighting the system, blah, blah, blah. I love it. And I realized, and then I just realized in cyberpunk, you're just a cog in the wheel. There's no, the, the, the outcome is always dystopia. There's no utopia. And so what I wanted to do is I, I wanted a sustainable future where community really, was was important and sustainability was important and and climate change was not a myth but it was something that we were all focused on rather than uh you know wondering about if you know who's a reptilian drinking the blood of children we're focused on hey how can i make my life more sustainable right what can i do and then i found these beautiful techniques like vertical farming and 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 all this wonderful stuff that that was really all now being focused into the solar punk genre and I just dove in. And so I'm an admin of the Facebook solar punk group and we're about to hit 10 K we've grown like, nice. uh, in, in like we, we've like tripled in size since the beginning of the pandemic. And it's all because we're doing, you know, we're thinking positively. And so that's where I'm going with this into this real positive realm of, of thinking where you, in a way, 
my story is a metaphor is really the death of cyberpunk is the birth of solar punk. That's what that's what this first part that I'm going to be releasing is all about. It's it's basically all about this kind of this world in chaos. And it's a very cyberpunk world where transhumanism and, and all these like kind of like fascist thinking, mm. uh, you know, is, is kind of coming to a head. And so it's it's all about how we, you know, how we destroy that with compassion and empathy and sustainability and and all working towards a better future to repair the damage that we've done and just acknowledge the damage that we've done to the earth. Like that's the biggest problem. Like all of our politicians are in fucking denial about what we're doing. Not not what we've not just what we've done, but what we're doing right now to the earth and how we're raping its natural resources and destroying the, you know, everything from the air to the oceans to the water that we drink. And eventually if we don't have a reckoning with what we're doing, we're going to die. Like, like every other major society has died from, you know, the same kind of like, you know, machinations. And so like ours is just, you know, in a different futuristic plane of, of climate change and disaster because we, we cared more about like, you know, stupid things that don't matter than the actual, like, you know, than littering and destroying our oceans that we that we get life from in drinking the water that gives mm. us life. It's just, it's maddening to think that, you know, a 16 year old girl like, uh, like Greta who comes out and, and speaks against this is villainized by a whole, a whole faction of our country's political parties. Like, and so, so rather than be, you know, mock her, I'm inspired by her, like a 16 year old girl stepping up to the world and saying, you guys suck, like get it together or you're going to kill us all. Don't you care about us? And so, so to me, I think the future is about, we have to, we have to just start bringing new narratives into the world that aren't about the apocalypse and end times and the rapture and, you know, God coming back and all this bullshit that's, that's just used to control people and focus on reality. And that reality is we've poisoned the air We've poisoned the land and we've poisoned the seas. And unless we figure out a way to reverse that shit, we're in trouble. And our children are going to suffer and their children are going to suffer. And eventually it's un it's not sustainable and this world will die. And wow. so, yeah. So, so, so what I want to do is I want to spend the last years of my life writing, creating, and making things that build towards that positive future that I want mm. and want to manifest and hope that, uh, you know, just I can inspire one person the same way Ray Bradbury inspired me, or I can inspire one person the way, you know, Rod Serling inspired me or, or, or you know, or Eldos Huxley. Like I want to, I really want to just inspire people in a different way now and move beyond kind of like the move. I've already said what I've had to say right now. Now I have to put my money where my mouth is and focus on making that change. Just like you were saying, right? It's like you can, you can make the comments and bitch all you want, but then you're just bitching into the void. Right. And so yeah. I don't want to be bitching into the void anymore. I'm pu I'm putting my money where my mouth is and I want to make content that's all about like good change and, and positive change. And so the next pieces of 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 art that will be coming from me will be in inner it's basically in a nutshell 
the first piece is an interactive story that is part comic book, part uh, novel, part animation, and part live action video and photography. I'm going to be using all these different mediums to explore this world that will, you know, once I, my, my goal is to actually build games and animation, like real full on and animated series and things from it. So, so to, to bring light to not only the solar punk genre, but also focus on new narratives that we can believe in and, and, and show that empathy is always going to prevail over hatred. And, and I think that's because where we're in right now, we're, we're here because we, we steered ourselves here and I mm. steered us here too. Like wow. I, I'm, I'm as much to blame for this fucking negative cloud mm. as anyone. And, and, I, and, and so like, you know, it, it, so for me, I, I think the flipping the switch is, 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 is imperative in the growth of an artist, you know, like if you look at, you know, like Pablo Picasso and all these other, you know, and, and, and any artist that's had, had any success, they, even though people love what they do, they always evolve from that and go to a different period, right? So Picasso had his blue period and his gray period and all those periods where you, you focus on one thing, you churn a bunch of stuff out and then you move on. Because for an artist, and I think any creator, it, I think writers are the same, right? It's like, you know, Stephen King looks at his books from the past and is like, wow, that's shit. I, I don't even want to think that way anymore. Right. And it's, I think it's the same thing as an, for an artist where it's like you, you, it's almost like you have to like, it, like get like mulch your skin and get this like thinking out. And then once that thinking's out there, it's that you then move on to the next phase of thinking. And then once that thinking's gone, you move on to the next phase. And so, you know, as I think as any creator, I'm moving on to that next phase and really kind of taking the bull by the horns, so to speak. Yeah. Well, it's really these stages of development, right. That are yeah. present within you, within us and yeah. within society at large. Yeah. And I acknowledge you for, for taking responsibility for in a way, I mean, yeah. Contributing to that, that cloud of negativity, which was actually yeah. imp important stage of your evolution and of society's yes. evolution of being like, Whoa, this stuff is here. It's present. It's not okay. It's still going on, but we need to show it. We need to comment on it in order to bring, bring it up into the light to become aware of it. Right. It, because we cannot change what we're not aware of. Right. And I really resonate so much. I, you know, I get lit up with everything that you're talking about because it mirrors a lot of my own transition in, in my thinking and in, in my values and what, what is so important to me, you know, growing up in this really transhumanist headspace being yes. very obsessed with technology and yeah, enjoying yep. the cyberpunk aesthetic as well. Yep. And then recognizing the larger context within which all of that stuff sits and seeing what's going on with the earth and what we're doing to it, the way that we're poisoning, you know, to your point, the earth and the land, the air and the water, our food, our minds with all the yes. ads and, the, and yes. the, the craziness, the billboards and social media um, and, and a lot of what you're painting in your art. And this is that the transition from cyberpunk into solar punk is very much really what this podcast is about with this concept of a life economy. And yep. um promoting the conversations and the, the ideas, the philosophies around and really asking the questions of 
what is the future that we really want to have? What is the future yeah. that we want to create? Earlier, you mentioned this, this relationship between science fiction and reality and the way in which our imagination through our art, through our culture, does not only predicts the future, as is the case, you know, with the iPad and the, you know, the smartphone and tel you know, video conferencing and, and a number of, of amazing technologies that we have, but, but it really creates the future. You know, what we yes. focus on, we end up fixating our minds on and bring out into this 3D reality. <clears throat> and so it's the narratives that exist in our comic books, in our media, in our movies, in our TV shows. It's the narratives that are so important and we don't, we kind of take that for granted or we don't really, um, it, it kind of operates on the subconscious level where we're not totally aware of it, but it absolutely is influencing how we think, how we feel and what we deem to be important. And that's why solar punk is important. That's it why is. we need to be creating these positive visions of the future that it, it is kind of bizarrely so lacking in our culture. You're totally right. You know, yeah. most of what we see on Netflix or in our movies are like, these are like crazy, you know, these worlds that are kind of fun in a way, like they're interesting and, but they're also more often than not very dark. So yes. thank you for, for, for working on this. And I guess uh, to provide our, our listeners and viewers a little bit more context, um, you know, for, for folks that are aware of cyberpunk and aware of steampunk, what, right. are, what are the core differences philosophically between, between those ideas, those movements and solar punk? Because I have a feeling most people have never really heard this, this term right. before. Right. And, and I think like when you, when you first hear <clears throat> the word solar punk, you immediately think of the sun. And yes, while the sun is a part of it, it's not all of it. Like solar punk, it, it really, to me, is, is a foundational, uh, it has like foundational principles. And to me, the, the most important are community, sustainability, and inclusion, right? And so if you, if you break it down into those three things, it's all about we've, we've, we're focused on community. We're not focused on division. We're not focused mm. on, on finding, you know, the, you know, the, the, you know, a fake pedophile ring that doesn't exist. Right. We're, we're not focused on that shit. We're focused on the uh, community aspect of life where it's like, we're helping each other. Uh, you know, I'm growing food. I'm sharing that food with you. I'm doing this. I'm sharing that with you. It's all about community and being kind to each other. It's like, it, it, it's like it, just, helping each other instead of hurting each other. And I think what's happened is we've become so defense minded that we all we want to do is hurt and fight back mm -hmm. that we've lost. We've lost that that hu very human concept of community in a way that makes that makes impacts anymore. And so solar punk is all about community, like building community with other people and doing things for the good of the community. And what that leads you to is sustainability. And so sustainability can mean a lot of things, but mostly it means sustainable technology that it does not rely on fossil fuels. Because if you think about the demise of the planet Earth, it, it's, it's all built around fossil fuels and and uh, the mining of fossil fuels, and also the creation of substances that cannot be broken down or are not sustainable over a long period of time. 
from styrofoam to plastic to nuclear waste to chemicals to whatever, right? Like you can't, even though there uh, there's definitely some credence to having well-controlled nuclear powered pieces in the future of solar punk there's definitely a place for it um it's you know it, sustainability is is the key and then inclusion and inclusion all goes back to community where we stop focusing on the bullshit of of skin color and and worrying about which you know which person uh you know is calling themselves this gender and how i feel about that person calling themselves mm. something that i don't agree with which is ridiculous mm -hmm. because right. people should be allowed to do whatever they want and that shouldn't impact you because it's not your life so so like it, instead of look at it as uh you know that's she's trans she's not a she she's a he blah 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 all this negative crap that's just you know basically hatred filled political crap like don't we don't worry about that anymore our future is all about like people are who they want and they you accept them for who they are and it's all for the better good of society you don't need to worry about that stuff and so to me if we can focus on those three things as a society that you know embody what solar punk is all about then we could just do so much better. Like we, we would be so much happier. We would, we would get so much more done. And, and I think it's, it's very hard to imagine this now because of the cloud of negativity that we've, we've yeah. had sprinkled over us. And it's not just from our country. It's from, from every country. And, and, and it's like the, the world is in a cloud of negativity because what's happened is all of the, I would say, all of the, you know, the, the complaining, all of the hatred, all of the negativity that we've all found in all this stuff mm. has manifested itself into Donald Trump and the right wing and and how and, and QAnon and O and OAN and Fox News and even CNN and, and and MSNBC. It's all there and it's all this bubble of negativity that's ready to tell you exactly what's wrong with the world and take that you know your third eye that allows you to think beyond and fucking spray paint it shut you know right and, and yeah and it's and I, I totally agree with that and it's also it, important to recognize that it's not just out there but it also exists within us right the darkness yes. as well it in does, our own mind in our own emotions yeah. and there's that interplay the relationship between the media that we see on our screens and then the way that it influences us and just one comment you know first of all uh -huh. i love those three values um totally aligned with them um i think you know sustainability is important yeah. but then there's also this concept of the regenerative paradigm which i yeah. tend to prefer because you know we have this idea of like sustainability well like are we really just is our goal really just to sustain the state that we have now or is it more to live in a way where we're actually putting out more than what we're taking and i yeah. think for me, that 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 word is a little bit more potent or kind of what we might want to be driving towards than just sustaining or keeping things at this like base level, yeah. which is important to, compared to where we are now, which is where we're taking more than what we're giving. But I think it's like there's like where we are now, then there's sustainability and then there's re re regenerative. And yes. that, that's sort of the hierarchy of like where I see, uh, uh, you know, see, see that. Yeah, and it's in. It, I'm glad you mentioned that because my uh, solar punk series is all about 
the regenerative. And so mm. basically the, the concept is um, it, it's, it's basically about this plant-based technology that becomes sentient through the touch <laughs> of a girl who can communicate with plants. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, so she has the, she has the ability to kind of like feel the, the energy from plants. And so uh, she, she touches. Rad. Yeah, thank you. And so, so it's like, and, and so it's about her kind of gaining control of this AI before yeah. a cyberpunkish kind of like transhumanist cult modifies it to destroy the world and, and bring forth a rapture uh, that then they will uh, create in their own image uh, and, and instead use this technology to repair the earth, repair the land, repair the skies. Re yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. so let's bring some of these images up on screen. We have cool. uh, a few solar punk uh, images that you've created. Um, who are we looking at now? So this is, so, so, and so here's, and you're going to love this, I, I think, because as I, you know, how I was talking about consume and I was mentioning, I really, I, I, I want to flip the narrative on it. So what I've done is I've gotten very meta into this and so so she what she is is she's a fashion designer this girl and what she does is she creates technology that is embedded into our clothes that people wear that basically stop people from taking images of us uh videos of us and uh any image recognition technology being used on us by marketing drones which which i have in the future like basically like it's like imagine drones flying over a city and all they're doing is just looking for faces to target ads for oh and boy. so yeah yeah so so i so so basically what she does is she counteracts this with um with, you know there's a whole group of them and these and so these are kind of like so uh, quote unquote the solar punk uh, faction of the the story that end up rising mm -hmm. up at the end, and so she creates this this fashion brand that is all about uh, you know not being consumed by these uh, you know th these machinations mm -hmm. that are around us, uh, mm -hmm. and the brand is called Consume. Mm. So and I've gone a little meta, and so 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 in a way I'm I'm, I'm basically yeah. rebranding my and that right there uh, that image is is the, her name's Eva Gates. And she's the girl that can speak to plants. She's wow. the one that can communicate with yeah. plants. She's all in green. That's really neat. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And that, that thing in the front. Oh, thank you. That thing in the front, she is a mask that she can put up on her face to protect herself. Yeah. Really fascinating. I, I love you. the way that you've considered how we can create. It's almost like anti-technology or like technology to combat other technology. And how that would be imagining how that would be important in the future. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Well, I mean, look, you guys are you guys are in in the sense doing the same thing. I mean, like, you know, and, the, and this is what I was kind of excited to talk with you about Cosmo is that when I first met you, you were very ingrained in the technology of VR. Mm. And that's what you were doing. And now right. you've kind of you've stepped back and now you're focused on a very kind of kind of like solar punk thinking, too. So absolutely. So, so I, I think the, the moral of this whole story is we're both on the same, we're, we're, we're all, all three of us are on the same path. So we got to help each other and let's, let's make stuff together. Let's Absolutely. do some cool things. And right? where can, yeah. And where can people learn more about your work and, and find out more? 
So uh, you can go to halhefner.com right now. It is, I don't have much of the solar punk stuff up there right now because it's all being, it's going to un, un, unroll at one big time, but um, mm. more, more stuff will be coming soon. And uh, as, as it's developed, but like I said, I've created like 45 brand new pieces of art that are all related to this. And then um, I'll be, uh, I'm working on a, an actual story trailer right now. So when I have that done, I'll I'll share it with you guys, and and uh, uh, more stuff should be coming out. But I'm targeting like early 2021 for everything to launch. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how Thank this you. art and your in this world that you're building evolves, and how the movement evolves. And is there? You mentioned a Facebook group that people could potentially yeah. join to, to participate in the, can you talk a little bit yeah. more about that? Yeah. If you're, if you're interested in uh, learning more about solar punk or just having more positive stuff come up in your feed, there we're literally just called solar punk. We are the solar punk group on Facebook. So if you just go to solar punk, you'll see it, you'll see us and cool. you can, you know, and then just uh, uh, apply to the group and we'll let you in. Okay. Well, We've had a number of technical difficulties on this episode, unfortunately, but thank you so much to Hal Hefner. That was a really fascinating conversation. There's a lot of uh, interesting connections for sure between what this podcast is about and um, and the whole solar punk brand and community. We'll be back in a few weeks on September 25th with Etienne de la Bo Botier, I unfortunately don't totally know how to <laughs> pronounce his name, which I should probably figure out or ask him about. But um, it'll be a really interesting conversation about uh, statism and the, the, the role that it is playing in our culture and the world. Really looking forward to that. And that'll be at 11.30 a.m. on uh, our Facebook page. And... If you're enjoying this podcast, definitely leave us a review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate that. Or uh, if you could share a link to this episode or the podcast uh, at alifeeconomy.com, that would be great. Otherwise, have a wonderful week and we'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.